So the latest controversy involving John Stockton is that he wrote a letter to a federal judge in support of a Utah woman who pleaded guilty to a charge stemming from the January 6th Capitol riots. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Palak Jaiswal. John Stockton, the Utah Jazz legend and NBA All-Star, has written a character letter in support of a Utah woman that has pled guilty to her role in the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Jazz beat reporter Eric Walden joins Grant Burningham to talk about why Stockton wrote the letter to the federal judge and the basketballer's history of supporting right-wing causes. Eric Walden, thanks for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Happy to be here. So post-playing John Stockton has had his fair share of controversies. What is this one? All right. So the latest controversy involving John Stockton is that it has been revealed that he wrote a letter to a federal judge in support of a Utah woman who pleaded guilty to a charge stemming from the January 6th Capitol riots. This woman, Janet Bueller, is the wife of a former jazz chiropractor. And so John Stockton has a history with her. She's facing a six-month sentence. She was originally facing five charges stemming from her and her stepson-in-law, a former Utah cop, taking part in the January 6th protests. They entered the Capitol. They took some pictures there. You know, they were, they were, they were there. And she uh, wound up taking a plea deal from the government in which if she pleaded guilty to one of the charges, the other four would be dropped. So as a result of that, she's facing sentencing in which she might get up to six months in prison. And John Stockton, from knowing her over the years as a result of the jazz affiliation, basically wrote a letter in defense of her saying, hey, this is a good woman. I know her. She's she's non-confrontational. And also, I don't think she would ever knowingly do anything wrong or anything breaking the law or anything like that, even though, you know, she basically admitted, yes, I knew that I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was kind of echoes some talking points on right wing radio. Why don't you talk a little bit about his stance on vaccines? As you mentioned, since John Stockton has stopped playing and and really this kind of happened over the last few years since the the coronavirus pandemic. He really has kind of become known in recent years for for these right-wing or or far-right talking points. He appeared in an anti-vaccine video uh, a few years ago. He he basically got involved with this company based in Utah um, in which he basically railed against government mandates. In the same video, he spread misinformation, suggesting that the coronavirus was not actually very dangerous. He's had a few other instances since then. He he spoke out in support of Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving, who famously uh, missed more than half of the season because he refused to get the vaccine that was required for him to play in New York City. In that same interview where he came out in support of Kyrie, he took aim at the pharmaceutical companies that were responsible for developing the various vaccines for COVID-19. He called the people who ran those companies, quote, serial felons, unquote. He's had a few other controversial comments or, or, or 
events. He kind of infamously pushed this debunked conspiracy theory that there had been 100 professional soccer players who had died as a result of taking the vaccine. Like no one can produce a list of these people. You would think that like with that many, there would be a list of names. The one that happened earlier this year, a few months ago, uh, he is a season ticket holder at his alma mater, Gonzaga University, and had his season tickets basically revoked for a time because uh, Gonzaga University had a mask mandate in effect in order to attend the basketball games there. And he was basically kind of stood out for being the, the lone dissenter. You know, he's he's in a sea of people wearing masks and he refused to do so because of uh, his beliefs, again, that the coronavirus and, and the COVID-19 pandemic were overhyped. And so basically got banned from attending basketball games at his alma mater. Back when Stockton was playing on the Jazz, what was his reputation, both in public and with reporters covering the Jazz? I can't speak to the to the reputation with reporters other than just what I've read or, or heard secondhand from guys who preceded me in the gig. But from what I recall, you know, the the everyone had like really good opinions of and, and perceptions about John Stockton. You know, he was very much a hero in the solid community and throughout the state of Utah because he didn't speak about politics publicly. You would suspect that he probably had these same leanings, um, you know, when when he was younger and as a player, but you never heard about them. Kind of his reputation was as a no nonsense, straightforward, go out, work hard, play hard, get the job done kind of a guy. Like he was very much celebrated and venerated for, you know, almost never missing game. You know, he he very much kind of fit the Utah ethos of like, go out and work hard and good things will happen. A lot of people now, you know, who who held him in such high esteem, who considered him an idol of sorts are now really kind of disappointed in these public stances that he's taken in these recent years. I know there was a point where someone put a mask on his statue outside of the the Vivint Arena. Is John returning any of your phone calls? Has he had any comment on any of this stuff? John is not doing too many interviews. He's really most of the media he does is appearing on podcasts of, you know, with hosts who kind of share his, who are of a like mind with him, you know, guys who are willing to, uh, put conspiracy theories about COVID out there, guys who are willing to, you know, say that uh, mask mandates were useless and pointless and, and uh, you know, things like that. He's not doing too many mainstream interviews. He did one a few months ago uh, in, in Spokane, uh, in which he discussed getting banned from Gonzaga. There have been numerous reporters reaching out, trying to get him to kind of, you know, maybe explain in broader detail some of his uh some of his viewpoints and 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 the things that he's kind of you know trying to push out there and uh he has pretty much declined all of them if he thinks that they're not of the same you know viewpoint that he is thanks guys on Wednesday night, I went to see the season opening show at Red Butte Garden. I got to see and review Icelandic blues rock band Kaleo's performance with support from Bones Owens, an alternative artist with a country flair. Red Butte will have 30 shows this season, and 20 of them are already sold out. There are still tickets available for acts like Pink Martini and Gypsy Kings. 
If you're looking to see which other musicians are coming to Utah this summer, I've put together a roundup. We also have one about music festivals happening nearby in the Western United States, if you're looking to travel. You can find those stories on the Tribune's website. If you like the Daily Buzz, you can support the podcast and the Salt Lake Tribune by subscribing to the newspaper. Right now, the Tribune has a Memorial Day discount subscription available for $7.99 for six months. Find out more at sltrib.com support. Thanks for joining us. That's all today for the Daily Buzz. But make sure to tune in tomorrow for the biggest headlines of the day. A big shout out to the local band, The Pelicans, for providing our music. And thanks to Shoel Cardenas for editing this episode.